How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith, and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseyo Pukusakode as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. One of the nature of Christ is love. There are two things on earth that is so practiced in heaven. The language in heaven is faith and the character is love. Because God called the things which be not as though they were. So God obeyed by faith. When Jesus cast the fig tree and the disciples say, Master, the fig tree you cast is with away. He said, have faith in God. It means that the literal translation says, have the God kind of faith. The God kind of faith believes in what he said. In the book of Genesis, Genesis is the handiwork of God. Revelation and Ephesians talk about the predestiny or predictions of what is about to happen. Them that he predestined, he called. So God is an architect. The architect doesn't build, but he puts the drawing on the paper for the builder to use the drawing to build. So God imagined how the world is going to be. And in Genesis, he started calling them. So you see two things there, and God said, and God saw, and God said, and God saw, and God said, let there be light, and there was light, and God said, let the sea come, and the sea came. So in the faith operation, you must say it and believe that you will see it. Prophet Nanaseo Pukuksakode is an end-time seasoned firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. And now... Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. I am going to attempt to start a foundation by teaching a subject that probably I it's a very long time that I taught it, but um, I begin to study along the line because of the way it comes up. Hallelujah. I'm going to talk about biblical principles of dreams and interpretation. And so let's go to Joel chapter 2 and verse number 28 immediately. Hallelujah. I am going to trust God that I will teach the word of God. Amen. Um, Joel was prophesying and he said that it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your old men shall dream dreams. And your young men shall see visions. Say amen. amen. So this is one of the prophecies that came up in the Bible from one outstanding prophet called Joel. And in the day of Pentecost, when the Holy Ghost permanently arrived. Now, let me say this in authority. There is a little difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament in terms of interpretation. That means that uh, the way God relates to you now is different from the way God relates to the people in the Old Testament. Now, the Old Testament starts from Genesis and ends at Malachi. But actually, the last prophet of the Old Testament is John the Baptist. Because John the Baptist was not safe or his spirit regenerated like you. Now, so, uh, there were a lot of dispensation. When I say dispensation, a particular period and what happened all the way from the Old Testament to now. But your, me and you, our dispensation is called the dispensation of grace. Now, so one of the things I want us to understand is that in the Old Testament, there are people they didn't have the Holy Spirit that the way you have it. You have the Holy Ghost permanently in you. He is in you and he's also by your side. Interestingly, hallelujah. The Old Testament folks, they didn't have it. If you read it, you... You, you always notice one common thing like, I'll give you an example like Samson. You hear something like, and the spirit came upon him. So they are what they call the upon spirit. You don't have it permanent. It comes as such when you need it. When he finished assignment, it's lifted up. Compared to you, that the Holy Ghost is permanently on you. Are we, are we, are we together? Now, it is on the day of Pentecost that the Holy Ghost came permanently to come and stay on earth. Jesus prophesied. The Holy Spirit uh, was, it is God that promised the Holy Spirit, Jesus that sent him. So Jesus said, when I go, I will send the promise of the Father. So he said that it is expedient for you that I go. If I don't go, the comforter will not come. One day I made a statement. I said that the difference between Jesus and the Holy Spirit is that the Holy Spirit is Jesus without limit. Now when Jesus was on earth, that doesn't mean there is any limit on Jesus. 
it's just a paraphrase statement trying to say that when Jesus was, was on earth, he has the Holy Ghost inside him. You remember uh, when he was being baptized by John the Baptist, the Bible said the heavens was open, the Holy Ghost descended like a dove. And the voice from heaven said, this is my beloved son. So Jesus alone had the Holy Spirit. Now, what I mean by without limit is that where Jesus said, that is where the power is. So you can never get the power outside. If Jesus is in Pram Pram, it is only in Pram Pram. It is when Jesus moved to Dowenya or moved to Tema that the power goes there. But the Holy Ghost, between Jesus and Holy Ghost, the difference is that Jesus, where he is, where the power is. But the Holy Spirit is, the power is everywhere at every time. So that is why I say that it's Jesus without limit. Because he said that, I will send you another comforter. It means that there was one, but another one is coming. Parakletos. A type of mankind in the Greek. So he said, I will send you another comforter. It means that Jesus is a comforter, but he's sending another one. That is why I say it is expedient. It's another word for profitable. It is profitable for you that I go. If I don't go, the comforter will not come. When he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. It means that we will need the Holy Ghost. In fact, Christianity without the Holy Ghost is useless. You are just wasting your time. You are either religious or you are trying to... I mean, you are not different from a fetish priest. I have to tell you that. Hallelujah. You need the Holy Ghost to become a Christian. So, after coming in and doing assignment and lifted up, he decided to come permanently. And Jesus told the disciples that, don't move, tarry at Jerusalem until you be endowed with power from above. Now, so when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. I'm reading Acts chapter 2. And suddenly, there came a rushing mighty wind and it sat upon all of them. Now, Acts chapter 2 is what I'm reading. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven as, as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the house where they were sitting. Hmm? Are you there? Huh? And they were, and there appeared unto them clothing tongues like of fire and it sat upon each one of them and they were and, 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 and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in tongues. So one of the evidence that you have the Holy Spirit is that, I mean, one of the evidence we know you fornicated is that you are pregnant. Now, we all didn't see the fornication, but we saw the pregnancy. It was done in hotel, a go-go room 202, but as for the pregnancy, we see it. So, for us to see you have the Holy Ghost or the evidence of the Holy Ghost, one of the things that you speak in tongues. Now, that does not mean that when you don't speak in tongues, you don't have the Holy Ghost. You have the Holy Ghost, but it's the evidence. Amen? It's the evidence. So, uh, that is the proof that you have it. Now, watch this. So, when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were with one accord in one place. They came and suddenly, the sound from heaven. And the Bible say. Uh, they, were, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. Stay there, stay there. They were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues. And they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began and began and began to speak with other tongues. As the Spirit gave them utterance, they began. Not the Spirit told them up and said, bo, bo, bo. They began. It is one of the trouble how people don't get the Holy Ghost baptism. They want to feel something, hold their mouth and come with bo, ba, bo. They say, I'm baptized. No. They began to speak. No child starts talking by reading statement. If your, your one-year-old baby started saying that, Mommy, I'm going to Accra and I'll be back in the next 10 minutes, you collapse immediately. When the child is talking, start talking, the baby, all you say is, Mom, Mama, Mama, Dad. They, they, they will pick the words small, small, and as they put it together. Now, the, the speaking in tongues is a language. And the more you speak it, the more you have vocabularies. Are you getting the point now? Now, watch this. So when the Pentecost, the day of Pentecost came, eh, as, you, as we keep on talking about the story, it has never happened. And when they were speaking in tongues, it was on the day of Pentecost. Pentecost is a certain celebration that the Jewish people celebrate. I don't want to go back to that. One day we'll talk about that. So people have traveled from all over the world to come and do the celebration. They've come from different places. When we go down a little bit, change to New Living Translation. And let's go down a little bit and let me show you something. So verse number five. At that time, there were devoted Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. Keep on going. And the Bible said, when they heard the loud noise, everyone came running and they were bewildered to hear their own language being spoken by the believers. 
It is called tongues and interpretation. Keep on going. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed, these people are all from Galilee. Mm -hmm. And yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. He's going to give you some of the language. Here are we. Here we are. Parthians, Midas, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, province of Asia. So when the people were speaking in tongues, and they this man will hear it in Awuza. This man will hear it in French. This man will hear it in Dagati. So they were speaking the tongue, but God was making it appear in a different language in the people's ears. Now, some of these gifts, unfortunately, those days when we were in the issue, which was very common, but now, I don't know, maybe we have to go back and preach and teach a lot about the spiritual gift. Because those days, there were a lot of teaching about the spiritual gift. There was, so there was a manifestation. For instance, I know a story of a lady who robbers came to their house and they were robbing them. And when they were robbing them, I think they came to the point, should we kill them or whatever? And then, the, one of the guests started speaking in tongues. Then the armed robber leader said, the lady just mentioned my sister's name that he went to school with my sister. My sister is his mate. So let's leave everything here and go. So she was speaking in the tongues, but God interpreted it differently in the lady's ears. These are all the manifestations of the gift. Are you getting what I'm talking about? That is why sometimes when you meet difficulty, speak in tongues. If you go to embassy and ask you a question, you don't answer, speak in tongues. Amen? It's very important. Anytime you are under pressure, the next thing you have to do is that speak in tongues. And so this one, if you keep going, you hear it. Keep going. Phrygia, Pamphyria, Egypt, and the areas of Libya around Syria, visitors from Rome, both Jews and both Jews and convert to Judaism. So there were people who were not really Jews, but they've converted to Judaism. Uh, are you getting it? All of them were around. They were hearing this. Now hear this. Let, when you go to verse number 11, you hear that Christians and Arabs, there were Arabs there. And we all hear these people speaking in our own language about the wonderful things God has done. Hmm? Now all these gifts, this time you don't see them in the church. But those days they were there, they were happening. I mean we come to church, somebody, Mani Maya, Kindalamayato, another person will interpret it. Mozidi Bayato Kapaya, Fabana Brun, then we interpret it. But at a point, we became abused. People were abusing it. So I think, I don't know whether that, there was a lot of abuse. Like I speak in tongues. Maybe I mean, interpretation of the tongues. Now, listen, the gift of the Spirit was so abused that. Paul have to write you to the church. Now, the Corinthian church was, uh, I don't want to go there. Hallelujah. It was another thing. Amen. So, this were what it is. And when you go back to, I'm trying to hit at verse number 17 to start the message. But, when you go to verse number 12, look at it. They stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean? They asked each other. So, they were asking questions. What is this? So, people are speaking in tongues and you are hearing them in, in, in a way. And you hear them in different language. God, they were speaking. So everybody was hearing them speaking in different languages. Now, but others, some were saying that wonderful works of God. You don't get everybody clapping for you. Others in the crowd ridicule them. They mock at them, say they are just drunk. But you see, if I'm a drunker, it doesn't mean I can speak your language. The way people criticize the things about God, they sometimes amazing. Now, doesn't mean I can speak French. No. Alcohol does not change your language. 
There's a lot of things about this one. But you see, when people want to criticize the things of God, they will find something. Because if I'm speaking your language, instead of saying this is an amazing thing God has done, they say they were drunk. Okay, does it mean that because I'm a Bushman, I'm speaking Portugal? Portugal? No. A, a, a drunkard cannot speak French. If he's not a French person. Are you getting it? But these people are saying that they are just drunk. That is all. Now watch this. In the midst of that, then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully. So, for some reason, eh, Peter understands what is happening. And it was fulfilling scripture. So, Peter said that, listen carefully, all of you, fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this one. You don't have to make a mistake about this one. What do you mean by we shouldn't make a mistake about this one? Okay. He said that these people are not drunk, as you suppose. As some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Now, if you wake up nine o'clock and you are drunk, it's hangover. Now, those who used to be drunkards and boozmen, when they drink yesterday night, they wake up in the morning, they start brewing fuse. It's not an today alcohol, it was yesterday's one that has carried forward. So it's called hangover. Are you getting it? So Peter was saying that it's too early for us to be drinking now. But then what you see is not alcoholic. No, what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. So what I read to you, Joel chapter 18 and verse number, Joel chapter 2 verse 18, do you remember? I started that, that it shall come to pass in the last days that this. Joel chapter 2 verse 18 fulfilled in Acts chapter 2 verse 17. So when, when the day of Pentecost came, it was a fulfillment of a prophecy. Now, when Joel prophesied that nobody has ever spoken in tongues. Nobody spoke in tongues in the Old Testament. Nobody. Hallelujah. Nobody spoke in tongues. Tongue talking started at the day of Pentecost. It was the day of Pentecost that tongue talking started. Amen. But thousands of years ago, God saw that it's going to happen. This is what gives him the title Alpha. It means arrived from the beginning, he knows how it's going to end. So that is why he uses prophets. That is why you can come back to church and will speak a word into your life. You don't have to throw it away because thousands of years it will come to pass. Why do you say that? Because he said, my word will never return to me void. It will accomplish that which I preach and it will prosper in the thing by which I sent it. So when God says something, hold on to it. And, and, and it's so powerful that if, if you deny him or if you are unfaithful, he will continue to be faithful. Abraham was not really faithful through the whole journey. Because if Abraham there, he would have slept with Hagar. But yes, still God made sure that the prediction about Isaac was still born. Because when we are unfaithful, he will continue to be faithful. This is the good thing about him. Hallelujah. He is too faithful to fail. And the Bible said, in the last day, so Peter came back and Peter quoted Acts chapter 2 verse 18. That in the last days, huh, God said, I will pour my spirit upon all people. The King James said, all flesh. Your sons and your daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions and your old men will dream dreams. So part of the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is that people must dream. It's a prophetic way. Now, I know that something is confusing you about old. So when we talk about old, some of you have already eliminated yourself from it. Now, at the time, Joel was writing this one. It was quoted, it was quoted verbatim. It means that he repeated himself exactly. That's the way Peter quoted. Now, watch this. It was very difficult <clears throat> To really define old age in terms of the way, in terms of God's perspective. Why do you say that? Because who is an old person at that time? 
Abraham's wife was 90. And he has his first child. Was he young or old? Oh, you are not ready, so I'm not, I won't continue. Mm -hmm. Now, he even said that your young man will see visions. Abraham was 70 years and he was seeing visions. So, I don't want you to confuse the word old. This one can call herself old in her perspective. This one can call herself young in her perspective. So old age is a choice. If you can pick that, we can continue from here. It's a choice. You choose to be old. Unfortunately, in Africa, we celebrate it. No, we use it as a weapon so that we can descend in the grave very quick. Use it as a weapon. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We use it as a weapon mm -hmm. because we, we use the old age to defend certain insecurities. But the Bible's perspective about old age is totally different. I don't want to go into detail. So, the Bible is saying that when the Holy Ghost is poured, people will start dreaming. So, God expects that everybody filled with the Holy Ghost will dream. Now, let me come back to my notes. One good way you can know what is going on in your life is through your dreams. One good way you can know what is going on in your life is through what? Your dreams. Your dreams represent your spiritual monitor. Everybody say monitor. You see this television here? It's a monitor. Something is being run through this video camera. It goes through a computer. If this monitor is not there, eh, you will not see the life system of what is happening. It does not mean it is not happening. So, you see my image on the screen. Now, if you put the monitor off, the image will still be running, but with that monitor, you cannot see. Are you getting it? So, your dream, anytime you dream, your dream is your spiritual monitor. It is what is showing you systems of what is about to happen or yet to happen or has happened. Amen. So, if a dream is your spiritual monitor, then it is therefore a tragedy that some people say, we, I don't dream. It is not that you don't dream. You dream, but you forget. This is why we are going to make some corrections and we are going to do something. At the end of my teaching, God is going to speak to you through dreams and then you will pick it up. Those who say amen, they are getting it. Anybody that says they don't dream, such a person actually dreams. But the problem is that he or she fails to remember the dream. So it's not that you don't dream, but you don't remember. And because you don't remember the dream, you just conclude that I don't dream. And not remembering your dream can be a demonic attack. That means that if you don't remember your dream, that means that your ability to recall a dream has been removed. And it can only be removed by the enemy. It's not that you don't dream. You dream all right. But because you don't remember. And the reason you don't remember is that the ability, because after you dream, your spirit must be able to recall the dream. Now, listen to what Job wrote about that one. Job wrote a whole passage about people who dream and forget. And he wrote it in Job chapter 33 and verse number 14. Let me read Job chapter 33 verse 14. For God speaketh again and again, though 
people do not recognize it. God speaketh again. Give me the King James and let me see. The King James will say twice. I think he used the word twice. God speaketh once, yea, twice. Yet man perceive not. Come back to New Living Translation. The again and again sound word. Let me see NIV version. Let me see the way the NIV put it. For God does speak now one way. Now another. Though man yet not perceive it. I love the New Living Translation. Watch this. For God speaketh again and again. Though people do not recognize it. So it's not the God is not speaking. We cannot recall. God is talking to many of us, but many of us do not understand. He's speaking in a dream. He's speaking to us in a vision. Now, look at verse number 15. He speaks in dreams. I'm not the one who wrote the Bible. He speaks in dreams, in visions of the night. When deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. He speaks. The Bible said that God can decide, especially when you live in a noisy atmosphere. Then the only channel God can speak to you is when you are asleep. I'll show you that and I'll prove it to you in the Bible. Look at verse number. So, he speaks in what? Dreams. So, everybody must establish that God speaks in dreams. I'm going to give you the three dimensions where dream can come. It's either from God or the devil or man. Or let me put it this way. Either a dream is from God or it's from the devil or it's an anxiety. That's why I use the word man. I'll come to that at another point. But let me follow this one. So he speaks in dreams, in visions of the night. When deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. Verse number 16, watch this. What verse 16? He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. So a dream can be a warning of something that is about to happen so that you can do something about it. Because there is no divine intervention without human involvement. No. There is no divine intervention without human involvement. I'll bring you back a little bit. I'll come there as a major point. But let me bring you in connection with this one that if it is not dream, maybe baby Jesus could have died. It's not every time God kills your enemies. Sometimes he hides you. When I come to talk about different kinds of people in the Bible that dream, one of them was the foster father of Jesus Christ, Joseph. When Jesus was born, God came to Joseph in a dream and said that take the child and run to Egypt before Herod kill him. If Herod couldn't kill, God wouldn't have said run. So, here the writer, the Holy Ghost is saying that he whispered in their ears. Verse number 14, 15 says, God speaks to us in the dream. And while she was asleep, he whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. So some of the dream, if, oh, 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 when I was preparing this message, I was lying down and in my study room praying, the Lord told me something. He said, if you could recall my dream, a lot of satanic attack could have been destroyed and reversed. Yes, now, God made sure nothing takes us by surprise. The way God told Joseph to run with baby Jesus in Egypt, he told you about the accident you were going to have. But you went ahead already and traveled. So not, not being able to recall your dream is a demonic attack. Today something will change in your spirit that you'll be able to pick up dream. Watch this. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. Go to, look at now, verse number 17. He makes them turn from doing wrong. He keeps them from pride. So in a dream, eh? God can turn you from doing wrong. What do you mean by that? I know you love Jackie, but don't marry her. She's not your partner. And it comes in a dream. So a dream can be either a green light, a yellow light, or a red light. We'll come to that. A dream can be either a green light, a yellow light, 
or a red light. When God says, get ready, don't move. It might be that I have not finished the preparation. When God says stop and you move, you are heading towards a crash. Unfortunately, in our generation, some don't dream. Those who dream too, it has become a satanic weapon. Every time they dream, somebody is dead. I had a dream that you were dead. I had a dream that your nose was not there. I had a dream. So, it has become a weapon. Amen? We will address all that as part of the teaching. If I'm not able to finish, we'll continue somewhere. Because it's wrong. I have, to, I have to make sure that I finish this in a certain point. So that nobody will deceive you with the dream. Nobody will confuse you in the dream. Nobody will terrify you in the dream. No dream is above God's word. It must be in a contest. All this thing I read, it happens in a dream. Why? The reason are clearly indicated. Verse, 6, verse 17 and 18. So, Verse 15 and 16. Let's, let's get this. Let me divide it. Verse 15 and verse 16 says that he speaks in dreams, in visions of the night, when deep sleep falls on people as they lie in their beds. 16. Watch this. He whispers in their ears and terrifies them with warnings. So the result of verse 16, verse 15 and 16 is in verse 17 and 18. Why does he do that? Verse 17, look at it. He makes them turn from doing wrong through the dream. He keeps them from pride. Then let's see verse 8, 18. Huh? To protect them from the grave. He protect them from the grave and also from crossing over the river of death. So there is a river of death. If you dream and it's from God and you can't recall it, you may be in the grave. This is not a joking matter. If there is any time your dream record must come back, it is this season. No? All this thing that you have been joking, no? God's mercy has been protecting us. Mm -hmm. The Bible said, the reason why he speaks to them in true dream is that, verse 8, he protects them from the grave. Once you see grave, there is a satanic assault. Because the devil is responsible for grief. Amen. He is the one who is a killer. So the Bible says, the reason God gives you dream is that he protects you. Hey, listen to me. If Joseph did not interpret Pharaoh's dream, do you know how many people would die in the world by hunger? That dream sustained the whole world, including his family. I wrote something here. Hmm. I said, factors. Let me not jump it. I'll get there. Hmm. I will show you things you do that make your dream be stolen by the devil. And there are things you do that make you never forget a dream. I'm going to give you the merit and the demerit. So there is a reason why when you dream, you don't remember. It's not God's fault. I'll show you. He said that the reason he gives you dream is that he protects them from the grief. It means that many people are in the grave now who are not supposed to be there. If a dream was being interpreted well, most of the dreams we dream is anxiety. Hmm? Anxiety. You just love Regina. Why do you know who's that? And I'm sure that it's not from God. It's not from the devil. It's your mind. We'll talk about that one. No. I'm sure that who says silly now, that's to two. Silly to two, you know. After Moon said, Chancy no who. Moon said, and from maybe Boku Kukuku, and then Chancy no who. And we say, feel not to have a message. Regina shall wedding gun, or Bassia, or buy up and Panamidas, no, obey Jinami Kong, obey Kum. That's a suicide mission. No. That's 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 what we are talking about. Hallelujah. Most of the dreams. Yeah, most of the dreams. Most of the dreams. I also show you that. The devil can use people to dream about you and give them evil dreams about you. I'll show you. I'll show you all of them in the Bible. I'll, I'll prove it to you in the way. <laughs> How to handle it when they come because it's going to come. How to handle it? Mm -hmm. How to handle it? There are dreams you wake up, forget it. I'm going to show you that God will not give you a dream to confuse you. Never. I'm going to show you in the Bible. No. I'm going to show you. 
Also, people talk about interpretation of dream. I'm going to bring you there and show you that the only people that need the interpretation of dreams are those who don't have covenant with him. Mm. <clears throat> I'll bring you there. Nebuchadnezzar has no covenant with God. Pharaoh has no covenant with God. So they will need interpretation from one who has a covenant with God. But if you have a covenant with God, now hear this. Daniel was interpreting dream without the Holy Ghost inside him. That is why when they need to get interpretation, they must go and pray. So Daniel will tell you that interpretation belongs to the Lord. That is what Joseph told Pharaoh. Interpretation belongs to the Lord. Because they don't have a permanent Holy Spirit. So they must go for it to be downloaded. But you have a permanent Holy Spirit. We will come to that. I'm going to show you all that. So there is a mismark about the way you can't remember your dream. Because I will bring you to the place and show you that the only one that can accurately interpret dream is God. Because he's the one that gave it. So, <laughs> and let me tell you something. A dream can be so rare, it will be a conversation. All the things you read about Solomon's wisdom, everything happened in a dream. He spoke to God. God spoke to him and he replied. God came to Solomon in a dream and he said, what do you want me to do? And Solomon, Solomon replied God in a dream that give me wisdom. It's not that he wake up to go and pray. And God also replied that, is that all? He said, yes. He said, God said, I will add riches. So all those conversations were in the dream. So all the confusion, we will deal with all the confusion. We will deal with that. By the time I finish, those satanic agent dreams, it will be cut off. Yeah. There are people in the charismatic Pentecostal church, the devil is using them to put fear into people. All of them will annihilate it completely. God cannot tell Nanaketia to marry B. Without telling B that Nanketia is going to marry her. No, he doesn't do that. So somebody came and said, I saw in a dream that you are my wife. Tell the person, wait for me to also to dream. Now hear this. The angel came here and said, Peter, go to Joppa. No, he came here. No, the angel came and said, Cornelius, send people to Joppa. Because there's only one person who can preach salvation to you. You're a religious one. You are not saved. You need to be saved. Because of your giving and your fasting, I want to save you. But send to Joppa for the head of the apostolic team to come and pray to you. Now, this guy they sent to, he doesn't even believe preaching to Gentiles. First point. Number two, they know that the Jews has no dealings with the Gentiles. So, in the first place, he won't come. So, God didn't speak to Cornelius alone. When the angel went there, he also went to give Peter a vision. A vision. Hear this. God is not the author of confusion. If we could interpret a little bit of what God showed us in a dream, we will prevent a lot of bad happiness. A lot of them will be prevented. Hallelujah. Mm, mm. Why? Because the Bible said, listen, why do God bring dreams up? For instance, God saw that he's going to bring farming to this world. These are not things you go to ask God, Lord, so why is it that you don't stop the farming? Hey. No. Do you know why God doesn't stop it? Get this scripture very clear. There are certain foolish questions me and you ask. We should stop asking them. Why did you put the tree of evil in the garden? Why, if you know that this thing is going to how did you let it happen? No. Deuteronomy chapter 29 verse 29. Watch this. Deuteronomy 29 verse 29. So, the things that are your portion, that is what you eat. Don't go beyond it. The Lord God, give me the King James verse. I like the way the King James put it. Huh? The secret things belong unto the Lord our God. But those things which are revealed belong to what? Us and our children. So if it has not been revealed, leave it where it is. <laughs> Bottom line. If you don't have the explanation and interpretation, it is one of God's secrets. 
And the Bible says, the secret things belong to him alone. Let's assume, I'll bring you to the place. Let's assume somebody, you had a dream that somebody's going to have an accident. We should get it very clear. The secret thing belongs to the Lord. It does not necessarily mean that the person must have accident. It means that God is showing you to do something about it. So when I dream a bad, a dream that God showed me about something that's going to happen to people, I highly even tell them, I stand in the gap. So you come to the place to know that God only gives intervention dreams to intercessors. If you are not an intercessor, what is an intercessor? For demonstration, this is the devil. This is you. And this devil wants to shoot an arrow. God show it to an intercessor. And the reason show it to an intercessor is that he can stand in a gap. The reason God revealed the destruction of Sodom to Abraham is because Abraham is an intercessor. So intercessor is the person who stands in the gap. Either he's standing between him and God or between him and the devil. So you, God shows you that this person is going to have an accident. You say, no way. No way. Then you stand the gap and say, Satan, I command you according to the authority of God's word that what I bind on earth is bound in heaven. What I lose is loose in heaven. I forbid you from causing this accident. I cancel the orchestration. I reverse the arrow. I dismantle the power. And I declare according to my word that it will not happen. It doesn't mean wake up in the morning and be worried. It does not mean wake up and be oppressed and depressed. And then the idea I'm assuming, don't even talk about it. Don't let the devil have the slightest clue that the dream God show you, you are afraid. Lift your right hand and say, Lord, damage my ignorance. So shall it be. We need our ignorance to be damaged so that we can become what you want us to be. There's too much ignorance in the church. And sometimes the certain is the way we, we concretely stand on our ignorance and destroy ourselves. You can be sincerely wrong. Hey, hello. Okay. You say, I'm sorry, Masuda, if you're on your and your don't tell it. Because the devil that is trying to do the thing that God showed it to you. Listen. We'll come to the reason to ask. We'll come to the point where I ask you. Why did God reveal things? Listen to this. God sent his only begotten son conceived by the Holy Ghost through a family to bring them up to fulfill his ministry. God came to the foster father and tell him that take the child and run to Egypt before Pharaoh destroy him. Then you sit there and say, ah, now we can go on. I did not try to open some destroy So my Michael, are you the one to tell God what to do? No. It doesn't work that way. God said, take the child and run. So you wake up, you take the child. And I said, can you imagine Joseph wake up? Mary. And then I'm saying, my knee and Jehokra. I said, who I said, Pharaoh, I heard the child need Jesus to tea. Ah, 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 ah. Mary. Joseph, you don't cry. I don't pay you. I don't pay you. Now Joseph in Namosa, the herald come. It's a very simple thing. There are dreams you don't need prayer. This one doesn't call for a prayer meeting. Take the child, find Trotro, move to Egypt. Period. So we come to the place to learn that it's not every dream you pray. Some dreams demand obedience. What God show you. Just obey and walk around. That's all. 
When I came to connect interpretation with wisdom, listen, the lean cows and the fat cows, the lean maize and the fat maize, the process of building silos and warehouses and put the maize there is not God's idea. It's a wisdom from a man that has a covenant with God. Joseph never said that that says the Lord. No. He interpreted the dream that the lean cows and the dad. The reason why the lean cows swallow the fat cows is because the family will swallow every abandon. But abandon to come first. But the family will swallow it. And Joseph said that for this thing to work because it was also a calculation for his prophecy to be fulfilled. There was no prophet at that time to give him a prophecy of becoming a king. So God spoke through him through dream. Every prophet must dream. I say every prophet is supposed to what? Is there? Genesis chapter 40 verse 8. And they said unto him, <laughs> We have dreamed a dream. And there is no interpreter. Wow. No. Before then, what did I say? I, I made a statement before I said this one. Every prophet must dream. Sorry. Numbers chapter 12, verse 6. Sorry. I've just gone one step of my nose. Numbers. And he said, Hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, will make myself known unto him in a vision, and I will speak unto him in a dream. So if you carry prophetic grace, you must dream. And if you don't carry prophetic grace and you are the son and the daughter of the prophet, you must dream. Because everything produces after its kind. He said, hear now my words. If there be a prophet among you, I, the Lord, make myself known to him in a vision. So there are two ways God can speak to a prophet. One, through a vision. And there are two kinds of vision. There's something we call closed vision or open vision. Now, a closed vision it's similar almost like a dream, but not deep sleep. I said, Then God show you something. Open vision is your eyes open by this, and you are seeing things in the spirit. And God said that I can make myself known to the person in a vision. Huh? And I will also speak to the person in a dream. I'll speak to the person in a dream. So, God can literally come to you in a dream and speak it to you. And why don't you speak to me in the day? Because of distractions. Because God's voice is a still voice. So, you must be sensitive and be in a very quiet environment to hear. If there are too much noisy, then you must wait for your spirit to relax. We need this one because I'm going to bring you to a point that when I, 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 I'm teaching all this to hit one particular point. And the point must be fulfilled because of the exercise we are doing. The Lord told me, this is the fastest, this is the best place to correct what the devil has damaged. So some things will be corrected, some things will be repaired, and some things totally will be restored. As for the gift and the courage of God, they are without repentance. God doesn't give you a gift and take it back. But you have to always stay with him for the gift to work. Do you know that? It is not God that shaped something here. It is Delilah. Delilah is a symbol of satanic agent. But even after the devil shaved it, God made sure it grow back. It means that God didn't completely take the gift. As long as something here is a covenant is that when there is loss in your head, you are strong. When you shave the locks, you become ordinary person. So even though the devil shave it, as long as the hair begins to grow, the gift started activating. So whatever record dream that Satan has told it, if I preach it and you go by the direction, it can be restored back because God will not take it from you. God will never take it from you. The gift and the callings of God, they are without what? Repentance. Everybody say Amen. If this is so, that he speak to people through dream. It means that God can speak to you in a dream. 
I say, God can speak to you in a dream. Genesis chapter 40 and verse number 8. I say, God can speak to you in a dream. And I, I trust God after today, God will speak to you in a vivid dream. I will also bring you to the place that you don't force God to give you dream by force. And I said, I mean, so I cry, and I'm on my man because me die, and I say, in times so you are not the one to force God. If need be. And they said unto him, We have dreamed a dream, and there is no interpreter of it. And Joseph said unto them, Sorry, Joseph said unto them, do not interpretation belong to God. Tell me of them. So interpretation belongs to who? It means that if he is not interpreting it, get away with it. Get rid of it. Remember, I say God will never give you a dream to confuse you. Either you let somebody interpret it, or one of the when I get to interpretation, I'll talk about it. Or you pray for him to give you interpretation to the dream. If he doesn't come back, it means ignore it. It is dangerous to run helter scatter by force looking for interpretation of a dream. The devil will give you one. <laughs> Prophet in Chiria in Chiria, Masu Daebi, Patron Church, I say, Mammy, no, I call Prophet, my mom, but no, I'm not catching you. Diana was saying, you know, meaning I'm Yakasa. No, you are not so. prophet. I didn't want mommy face. Many prophets for many die interpretation for him. Now, what the animal say, So one for two thousand to be told Then you, so you are just complicated. And because words are spirit, whatever negative way they speak, Satan will use it. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, P.O. Box, GP21421, Accra, or telephone, plus 233-303-413-703, or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org, or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.